Hello and welcome, Joshua, to Experience Share. It's a Pokemon podcast starring me, Chartander. Charmander. A.K.A. Tanner Greenring. And I'm joined, as always, by you, my co-host, Fieji. 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 Pidgey. Pidgey. That's a mess. A.K.A. Joshua Fiel said, I know, but like we've already done this entire <laughs> region before. So like, I'm going to have to repeat some names and try to get a little creative with all the nicknames. Chartander is good. Joshua, the great albatross has been lifted from our necks. We are done. I am free. You are done, I should say, with Pokemon Mystery Dungeon Red Rescue Team. Rest in petals, that fucking game. We will never think about it again. We will never play it again. We're done with Mystery Dungeons forever. Yeah, the mystery solved. It sucks. Interstitial over. New season begin now. Oh, man. Hell yeah. And it's season four or like 3.5. I think it's 3B. 3B, yeah. You know, like HBO does that with Game of Thrones and like The Sopranos. 3A was Hoenn. We could do Kingdom Hearts naming convention and do 3.5, like 3.5 Heart Remix or something like that, you know? like Yeah. You don't play the Kingdom Hearts games? No. I mean, I know what it is. Yeah. I like the I like my idea. I like the 3. Yeah, your idea was B. fine. 3B. 3B. <laughs> we are playing through the second iteration of games in the third gen, which is a remake of Gen 1. Red and blue. Kanto region, red and blue, or red and green if you are Japanese. Yes. We are playing through Fire Red, Leaf Green, Joshua, and we're doing it in sort of a saucy little way, aren't oh, we? Oh, it's very saucy. Too saucy, actually. A little too saucy for Josh this week. He sent the dish back and he was like, too much sauce. I have a fragile Norwegian stomach. We are playing through Fire Red, Leaf Green, and we are doing Nuzlocke rules, which if you don't know what that is, it's complicated. It is. Joshua, do you want to run the bug catchers through Experience Share's official house nuzlocke rules really quickly we encourage everyone who plays along with us to follow these nuzlocke rules but we're not going to judge you if you don't because it is a commitment i will tanner will okay i'll judge you i won't josh won't i'll judge you positively because it means you're doing better stuff with your life (laughs) yeah Yeah, that's true but i'll be doing it i'll be doing the, the full nuzlocke run i will as well explain it to me nuzlocke in general was based off like a comic where someone was doing this. Are you wondering where their name comes from? I did too once, and a bug catcher tweeted me and said, it's named after Nuzleaf and Locke from Lost. Yeah. And this guy on Twitter named it. And we haven't done enough background to really figure out why. Doesn't make it any less confusing? Yeah, I mostly do. 19th century history and World War II history. I can't, you know? Yeah. I don't have space in my brain for this. Yeah. I mean, I did watch all of Lost. I did as well. So I'm, I'm like familiar, but... John Locke is a maybe my favorite character. Is that basic though? John Locke was definitely my favorite for the first several seasons. Does everyone like him though? And then he got weird and he like, he got like, he turned into like God or Satan or something. I think he, he was God. And then the man in black was satan right i actually was thinking about rewatching that i feel like that's gonna be everyone's next pandemic thing you know it's just not gonna work anymore i don't think no you know you should watch what i started a new show on hbo max called doom patrol it's pretty fun what the hell is that it's based on a dc comic book it's pretty fun okay 
Brendan Fraser's in it. Is that like current? He still acts or is it old? He's back. No, it's current. Oh, he's back. Yeah. He's back? He's back. Can you say that? Can you say that? <laughs> <laughs> it's good. Watch it. What did their uh, publicist email you? Like, Brendan <laughs> Fraser's back. They're like, oh, he's back. Okay. I didn't know. He like went away for a while. When's the last time you saw him in anything? I thought he was done. He like made his money and then he was like, I'm out. No, he's back. Okay. He's back, baby. All right, Brendan Fraser. In a fun show. Doom Patrol. Okay. Doom Patrol. Give it a give it a watch, bug catchers. Give it a watch, Joshua. Okay. Okay. So now what? Nuzlocke, it's got origins. We talked about them lightly. You can figure it out. You all know Bulbapedia. Figure it out. And you can get into it if you want. We shan't. We won't. But we are playing by the core rules, mm-hmm. and we have a few bonus rules that are either directly based on common house rules or adapted from them, and then we have a couple that are endemic to experience here. Mm-hmm. The number one thing about Nuzlocke is that when a Pokemon faints, it is considered dead, and it must be released as soon as you can release it. Yeah, next opportunity yes and we do have uh an exception shiny pokemon can be permanently stored in a box rather than release if any of us expect that's gonna happen hasn't happened yet don't know why it would start happening now i don't know i don't know anything about it i've literally in 20 plus years of playing pokemon never caught a shiny other than red gyarados which is default i don't think i would ever expect to i also don't try to do it can you try? Yeah. Once they get introduced, which is Gen 2, the more Pokemon that you fight increases the chances that a shiny will appear. Like you want a, let's say a Spinda, which is top of mind because I've spent a lot of time outside Fall Arbor Town in Sapphire. Yeah. And they have a lot of Spindas. So say you want a shiny Spinda, you would just hang out like- I would never. You just slaughter them. I would never take a shiny Spinda. <laughs> well, I don't either. But just for illustrative purposes, you keep slaughtering them, and it slowly increases it. I don't know what the math is. I don't do math. He already explained this. Yeah. He does history. Yes. British history. He doesn't do math. No, I don't know no math. Yeah. Core rule number two. Okay. You may only catch the first Pokemon you encounter in each area. So that means when you walk into a route, you walk into a dungeon... You walk into a safari zone area, whatever. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That is when you can catch a Pokemon. You have to catch the first Pokemon. And if that Pokemon flees or faints, then that's it. Or you just miss the route, you know? like Yeah, if you don't go there. If you walk through route two and don't hit the patch of grass, you're done. We did make an exception where static encounters so encounters that are forced upon you do not count yes when you are forced to fight snorlax after using a poke flute yes that does not count that doesn't count that leads me to the next rule we have to catch all of our own pokemon we may not use pokemon traded or gifted to us by another player including npcs or via mystery gifts or acquired through scripted in-game events, which a Pokemon like Snorlax is. Yep. One exception we're making there is for the starters because we are not total masochists. Yeah. Number four, we have to name all of our Pokemon. Not a big deal for us. We already all always do. We already do that. But I feel like we have to kind of go above and beyond and try to come up with names for our Pokemon that really resonate with at least one of us. Well, we'll see. I have a I have a We'll see. convention for mine that's thematic, I think. 
Okay. And I think this is a, our own rule. That's a core rule. Guests and host battles. So battles between us or battles between us and guests are a dream sequence. They get, it's a dream sequence. Yeah. Any Pokemon that faint in those battles do not need to be released. Yep. Because, you know, we have to draw the line somewhere. We can't be rebuilding teams constantly. Yep. And then finally of the core rules, number six, no restarting or reloading. Just because something didn't go our way, no saves coming, no mayor cheats. And that's the golden rule. Yep. The golden rule. Yep. No mayor cheats. Golden rule, no mayor cheats. Bonus rules. Yeah. Which have already started to go into effect. Oh, yeah. We're choosing our starter Pokemon at random based on the last digit of the trainer ID that gets generated when we start the game. The last number of the trainer ID that I got was five. So I selected Charmander, the fire type. Joshua was the last number of your trainer ID. It was a zero. So I got to choose and I chose Bulbasaur because we haven't had a Bulbasaur yet on our playthroughs. So one through three, grass, four through six, fire, seven through nine, water, and zero as we choose. Right. Bonus rule number two. Yeah. We are capping our team sizes at whatever the number of Pokemon that the rival or gym leader we're facing off against next has. Right. Luckily, we've played through this game before, so we have a bit of foresight. So we know when the rival battles are coming. We know when we know what the gym setups are going to look like. So right. we can plan accordingly and only go into gym battles with the same number of Pokemon as the gym leader. It's a relatively established house rule, but we thought that was pretty fun. Bonus rule number three. No legendary Pokemon may be caught or used. Yeah. Josh, we already kind of already do that. So. We did it in the first part of this season. We shan't be doing it in this part, even though, once again, it means that I will not get to have a Mewtwo on my team. Bonus rule number four, gyms are checkpoints. So if we white out at any point after a gym, we go back to the gym, we release any Pokemon we caught since that gym, and we start over from the gym. And that includes recapturing any Pokemon from that point on. Yes. And that's just, you know, for the sake of keeping the season going. Yeah. Bonus rule number five, it's boring, but we'll talk about it if the game requires an HM, like cut to get through a part, and we don't have any Pokemon that can learn cut, we can go catch an HM friend and teach it cut. If we do have a Pokemon that can learn cut, we do have to teach it cut, though. Yeah, even if it's in your main roster. And that's it. Those are our official experience share Nuzlocke house rules. And we have shared them on the Twitter, the Instagram, and the subreddit. So if you haven't started playing along and you do want to play with the nuzlocke rules you can go to at exp share pod on twitter and instagram and reddit.com slash r slash bug catchers on reddit let's talk about catchable roots for a moment joshua yeah you got a whole fucking spreadsheet you've been doing i looked into it i looked into it and i also like wanted to make sure i wasn't doubling up i'm taking this very seriously i actually should add mine so there are let's see there are 50 catchable roots in leaf green and fire red including the all the areas of safari zone and we've listed them out in a doc so if you want to play along we'll probably post this on twitter and instagram as well we only have we only have the option to to catch 50 pokemon i'm in bad shape man yeah i only have 50 options you only have 50 options oh my god some of them are probably going to be repeats i've already burned through several of them I know. <laughs> no. Did you miss any this week? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, I went everywhere. I went everywhere, but I made mistakes. Okay. 
we this week, aside from the starter, encountered one, two, three, four, four catchable areas and have, I assume, each built a five Pokemon team. Uh, yeah. Because definitely we both did that. With our starter in there, that's five total Pokemon. Mm hmm. That is the housekeeping for this season. It's going to be weird. It's going to be wild. It's going to be fun. Wet and wild. It's going to be wet. It's going to be wild. Wet-ass Pokemon. Wet-ass Pokemon. <laughs> Neither of us has a wet-ass Pokemon. Not yet, but we will. Yeah. Maybe. I mean, fucking, we don't know what we're going to get. It's a nightmare. Joshua, that's the Nuzlocke stuff, but then we also did play some Pokemon this week, didn't we? God, we did. The game starts, we're back in Kanto. And can I just say, it's great to be back in Kanto, and it's great to just play for a cool hour and a half. It's great to be back in Kanto, and the game looks fucking great. Uh, it looks great. So we should say, like, it is the same generation, like, it's in terms of technology. So the aesthetics are basically the same as Ruby and Sapphire and Emerald. Which looked great. Fucking fantastic. It was cool to see Oak in his full, like, 16-bit, full-color glory. And I love that they do a little recap when you boot up the save. Oh, yeah. It will be like, here are the four little things that you did most recently. It's always so boring. It's always just like, you went to Pokemon Mart and bought eight antidotes. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, so? It's fun for now. I think it will probably get annoying pretty much immediately yeah but it's a novel it's novel there's all sorts of cute little things and like when you give your pokemon a potion or an antidote from the bag oh yeah it kind of goes to this little cutscene. yeah that's a waste of time where your pokemon's like yum yeah although i guess they fucking they brought that back in in gen 8 where you like give them something and then you have to watch them react and the food i am somewhat aware of the fact that they like gigapetted up the pokemon games a little bit in the future you can like yeah like tamagotchi pet them style. and feed them and like clean up their poop yeah yeah well not poop i mean oh okay let's not get crazy well if i did it there would be poop in there too okay we launch the game and we start entirely new characters joshua our arms are tied a little bit because we can only catch the first pokemon in each area so it's gonna be hard to build a themed team around that right so we both had to get a little creative with the concepts for our characters, didn't we? I guess. Can I tell mine first, and then we'll get into the sort of the creative spark behind your character as well? Well, may I ask you, Tanner, are you a boy or are you a girl? Boy. Okay. And what is your name? Mr. Mime. Okay. Mr. Mime is my character's name, and also it's who he is. He's a Pokemon. You're role-playing as a Pokemon? Yes. It's gross. My character is a Mr. Mime. The only Pokemon I know that can catch other Pokemon is Mewtwo. No. I don't think Mr. Mime could pull that off. Here's the tricky part. Mr. Mime is just a guy, as we've discussed before. Right. He's just a guy. And this particular Mr. Mime, the one I'm playing as, finally just kind of realized he was like, hey, wait a second. I'm a dude. I'm just a dude. <laughs> this Mr. Mime has decided to become a Pokemon trainer, but he's really bad at it. And he has really bad instincts. So it's like he kind of gets in his head and he panics and he only catches the first Pokemon he sees in each new area. Okay. And he keeps like letting his Pokemon get killed. Like he doesn't pull them back when they faint. He just like leaves them out there to get killed. 
And he's like afraid of legendaries because he's a Pokemon himself, you know? So it's like, oh, yeah. The legendaries are intimidating for him. So it's oh, pretty smart. He's Mr. Mime. He's just a Mr. Mime. He is a Mr. Mime, and he's a Pokemon trainer. Very elaborate. Yeah. You th- really thought about this. And your character? Well, I expect yours is probably as elaborate and, fuck and you. well thought out as mine. <laughs> I've established the canon that I'm building out. Joshua is reborn continuously throughout time in the style of Link in Legend of Zelda. Or like Doctor Who. Yes, and we have another Joshua here. (sighs) Okay, wow. Bold. This is a bad Joshua, though. Oh, okay. Because that's my rival's name. This is one that's more interested in crime and the black market ah he's like a giovanni joshua he's like a joshavani yeah he's into some mafia stuff mm, interesting been watching a lot of uh the sopranos he's gotten <laughs> <laughs> i like that it's not even like he's in the sopranos he's just been watching a lot of sopranos coincidentally so have you yeah and he's one of those people who just like starts acting out based on like what he watches on tv yeah 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 He's like, oh, I can be a mafia boss, too. I do that with podcasts. I pick up mannerisms of podcasters when I listen to too much of a podcast. Yeah. Does that happen to you? Yeah. Okay, so it's you, it's Joshua, and you've been watching a lot of Sopranos, so what? Your Pokemon are named after Sopranos? My Pokemon will be named after Sopranos characters, who may or may not die. Yeah. I'm not going to spoil it, because I know a lot of people have done what I've done during the pandemic and started watching this show or thinking about doing it. So they will be named after Sopranos characters because people die fucking constantly in that show. Yeah. There's usually a death every episode, but I'm not going to name them after only characters who die or live in order to make it unclear. Right. So I'm not going to spoil it because let me tell you something. Tanner, you seen this show? Sopranos? No, no. This is an excellent show. I've never found the time. It was in the category of like The Wire, Breaking Bad and uh, and The Sopranos where I was like, yeah, everybody yells at me about this show. Will I ever do it? Probably not. We chose Sopranos. You haven't seen The Wire? No. Oh, it's so good. That's what everyone fucking says. At a certain point, it's annoying, you know? It's like, no, no, no. I don't want to experience it because everybody yells at me. Literally, bug catchers do not tweet me about this. I don't care. But... I've seen Wire and I've seen Breaking Bad and like humble brag. I kind of regret watching Breaking Bad or like I regret the amount of time I put into Breaking Bad. I feel gross about it. Wire is incredible though and you should watch it. Okay. I have a hard time getting excited about shows that are like heavy and and difficult. Yeah, I mean, of course, same. It's like an emotional investment and I just like Sometimes it's just like, God, I, I just don't have it in me to like watch something. I mean, it took me being conscious of The Sopranos for... 20 years? 20-something <laughs> years before I was like, fine, I'll fucking watch it. Yeah. You didn't ask, but I'm going to tell you anyway, Josh. My Pokemon are all named after... Uh, well, uh, I didn't want to ask about this. A questionnaire I sent you some weeks ago now. I didn't tell you what its purpose was for. It was called Josh's Most Beloved. Uh, yeah, I figured... And I asked you to name some of your childhood best friends, some of your favorite bands and musicians, favorite authors, fictional characters, family um, members, friends, family members, pets. Jesus. Yeah. I knew what you were going to fucking do with this. That's why I didn't want to talk about it. I 
want to adhere to the rules, Josh, of the Nuzlocke run, and I want to name Mr. Mime's Pokemon so that I form an emotional attachment to it, but I don't want, I want to share this burden with you, and I want it to hurt you as much as it hurts me if one of my Pokemon gets killed. Oh, God. I want you to feel it, you know? Yeah. So all my Pokemon are named after these names that you gave me in your questionnaire that you answered for me. Yeah. How is that related to Mr. Mime? Not. Yeah. So you've got a little fallacy in your story as well. (laughs) These are just names that Mr. Mime chose. Mr. Mime happens to like all of the same things that I do and love the same people and places that I do. Yeah. Okay. I just wanted to, I want us to both feel affected. You know, I want you to be as emotionally moved by a loss as I am while we're playing through. And then you'll be rooting for me too, because hopefully there are no losses. Hopefully I can get through this whole game without incurring any deaths. No fucking chance. I don't want this blood on my hands. No chance. I'm not going to have Pokemon blood on my hands. I'm going to I'm careful. Plenty of fucking Pokemon blood on my hands. I already do. Let me tell you. So Joshua, now that we've established our characters and now that we've established our teams and naming don't convention, you dare. I would love to take us to on a break. Go on break. <laughs> I know your tricks. Welcome back. Welcome back to Experience Share Pokemon Podcast. We were talking right before the break about our teams and our characters. Joshua, we'd love to hear a little bit more about your team. Oh my God. Is this level check? Is it level check? In our hit segment, level check. God, level check's back. Level check is back. Feels good to hear that sound, that theme again. Certainly feels better than rank check. Yeah, although we had some fans. There were some fans of Rank Check's music. <laughs> Tell me about Joshua's Sopranos. Of course. Bulbasaur is leading it up. Mm-hmm. Bulbasaur is Tone Soprano. Tone Soprano. Yes, it's like Tone Loke. Not quite. Tone is what Carmela, his wife, calls him. Ah, uh, okay. Polly, one of his captains, also calls him that. Yeah. And also, I ran out of characters by one, so I couldn't do Tony Soprano. Right. The head of this team is Bulbasaur, the starter. So, Tone Soprano. Tone Soprano. Hey, Tone. Yeah, hey, Tone. What level is he? Level 14. Level 14. That's pretty good. Number two. Okay, so that was, that was one of five. Number two of five. <laughs> is the number second one is uh, Febby, named after Fabian Febby quote-unquote, Petrulio. Okay. And it's a Pidgey. It's level 13. Okay. Where'd you catch him? Route 2. First part of Route 2 before Verdian Forest. Which one is Steven Van Zant? Oh, he's in like most episodes. Yeah, he's- Silvio. Silvio. You haven't gotten to him yet? No. Maybe he'll be one of your next three. One of the next three. Um, Yeah, one of the next three. Yeah. So- five-person team. Um. So those are the two- alive pokemon that you brought into the gym because of the you have to stick to the rule you gotta bring That's two pokemon team. into the I, gym it's it's tone soprano and uh and febby bulbasaur and pidgey that's it that's the entire team that's the team that's joshua's team catch any other pokemon i caught one other pokemon he died <laughs> what happened to you man well i caught him on route one okay emil kolar a rattata 
level three. And he's passed. He's passed. He died. And I did name him based on the first person who gets killed in The Sopranos. So it's not really a spoiler because it's just nobody and it's like in the pilot. Emil Kalar. Was that an accident or did you expect him to die? I just assumed that the first Pokemon I caught would probably die at some point. It's a bad assumption because I still have Rattata on my team. Died a little sooner than I would have hoped. Yeah. <laughs> died pretty much immediately. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we had a we had a, two battles together and he was a fighter in those two battles. He was a fighter. That's what, that's what I've always said about... Emil Kalar? Emil Kolar... Rest in peace, little fighter. He died as I was trying to, I caught him at level three, and before I went to Viridian Forest, I wanted to raise him up, try to get him to level six before I went in there, because I thought he would die in Viridian Forest, and then uh, the second battle was against a level three Pidgey, and the Pidgey used a tackle, and then it used tackle again, and it got a critical hit on the second tackle, and... That was it for Emil Kalar. Why wouldn't you let Tone or Febby shoulder that hit? Because it was the same level, and it's a fucking Pidgey versus a Rattata. You're going to struggle so much with this, Joshua. You treat your Pokemon so poorly. Well, I'm not going to treat Emil Kalar poorly in his send-off, because I will be singing a song. As is the rule, and as is the tradition on this show, we are going to be singing to our Pokemon that die to see them off into the afterlife. It's the least we can do for all the time, the two battles that some of them give to us. Joshua, my tissues are ready. Okay. My heart is ready. What of my go-to someday by the strokes, and this is for you, Emil Kalar, Rattata, level three. Yeah, it hurts to say, but I want you to stay Sometimes, sometimes Yeah, when we was young, oh man, did we have fun Always, always Promises, they break before they're made Sometimes, sometimes My ex says I'm lacking in depth I will do my best You say you wanna stand by my side Rattata, your head's not right Alone we stand, together we fall apart Yeah, I think I'll be alright I ain't wasting no more time Rest in pedals, Emil Kalar I ain't wasting no more time, Rattata. Did you say my ex says I'm lacking in depth? Yes. Sounds like a breakup song. Well, it is because... Okay, but Emil is dead. Okay, so I have to modify even more lyrics? No, you, you don't have to do anything. I'm just saying maybe you could be a little more thoughtful. This is your beloved Rattata who died. Okay, well, I'll scale it up for a Pokemon that I spend more time with than two battles. Okay. We run a hard ship here this is the fucking mob man it's the mob you can't get too attached you know emil kalar was a fucking grunt these henchmen they come and go you cannot get too attached joshua can i tell you about mr mime's team yeah and your five possible pokemon you have five i have five pokemon okay the first is my starter charmander okay 
Tom York. Uh, okay. Named after Tom York from Radiohead, your favorite band. Tom York is not super fiery. He's got red hair. Uh, sometimes. Yeah. Mostly in the 90s. You mean when Radiohead was the most popular? I mean, were they? I feel like probably Kid A was their peak. What was that? 90? No, 2000. Oh, wow. Really? Yeah. Tom York, my Charmander, level 10. Okay. Second Pokemon I caught on Route 1, Rattata, still alive, still kicking, Uncle Moke. <laughs> Your uncle. Yeah. Uncle Moke. <laughs> uh, I don't love that, like, theoretically, my family members are getting killed. It's one thing that it's like a celebrity yeah, that's the point. <laughs> that I don't know. I theoretically don't like it either. His name is Michael O'Connor and MOC, but he spells it M O. K-E, Moke. Okay. He has a handlebar mustache, uh, and he was in the Navy. So I actually think Raticate, in particular, could fit. Kind of works, although he's definitely more of a, like a water type would be ideal. Okay. Oh, because of the Navy stuff. Yeah. Uncle Moke, Rattata is level 10. Yeah. Next up, on Route 22, okay. that little side jag in Viridian City, I caught a Spiro, Nash Henson. Okay. My best man at my wedding. Your childhood best friend, your best man. And I will be his best man at his wedding next year, actually. Ooh. It's uh, news. Yeah. I met Nash at your bachelor party. What'd you think? Very nice guy. That's what they say. Very handsome. And it's true. Yeah. Spiro, level 12. Next up in Viridian Forest, I caught Caterpie. Okay. And named it Bell Seb, <laughs> which I ran up against some of the same issues you did with the naming. Yeah. So this is B-E-L-L-E dash S-E-B, named after Bell and Sebastian. I figured you would have done one as Bell and the other as Sebastian, and you would have them at the same time, but... Nope. Okay. Bellseb has evolved to Butterfree, and it is level 16. Butterfree makes sense, though. Last up in the lineup is the Pokemon I caught on Route 2, my Pidgey. Oh, same. Tribe Quest. <laughs> okay. That tribe called Quest. Yeah. Level 8. Okay. Josh, now that we've done our level check, we have a new supplementary segment <laughs> that kind of goes with level check, which is called kill count. Yeah. And it's the the amount of kill count carcasses that you've amassed in your wake. Mine is zero. Okay. And yours? Mine's one, obviously. I am so curious how you managed to get through four possible catch zones and only catch two Pokemon and let one of them die. Well, it's pretty easy yeah it wasn't easy for me pretty straightforward actually i managed to not do my it. pokemon are so overpowered that they just happen to fling out one hit ko's from time to time most of the time in fact let's start at the beginning pallet town we already know all of this it's well-trod territory you start the game you're at home mom says goodbye son or daughter now, apparently. Glad to see that the potion was still sitting in the PC. Still did that. Very useful in this yes. run of the game. Crucial in a Nuzlocke run. That's a freebie for all you bug catchers. You go to Professor Oak's lab. Professor Oak is not there. No. You leave. You go north. You try to get out of town. Get out of Dodge. Professor Oak stops you and says, come with me, boy. Okay, Got a Pokemon to give you. Sounds weird. Okay. Come with me, boy. I have a voice that I do for the son, for Miles, my son. Yeah. Because Miles has eczema, and he has got very, like, sensitive skin. 
and he burns very easily. Yeah. And he hates the sun. When the sun gets on him, he like runs away from it like a vampire. I fucking hate the sun too. I get that. So I, the sun has a voice and he's kind of this villain who's always trying to steal Miles's face. And he talks like this. He said, give me your face, boy. <laughs> I've come to steal your face, boy. Hide your face from me, boy. Run to the shadows. Run to the shadows. And that's kind of the voice that the solar sun has. I could see that. Yeah, I can hear that. So that is also a Professor Oak's voice. And he invites you back to his lab. You go there. Who do you see? None other than Bad Josh. Greg. Sorry? Greg also. No, Bad Josh. Still sucks. He's still mean. He still talks about how much you smell. Uh, all of that, but Greg, yeah. I hate this guy. Couple of fuckers. Couple of fuckers. I can't wait to wipe his fucking shitty face in my shitty Pokemon's <laughs> butts. Oh, and I did battle him. I did battle him once. I did as well. They've layered in all this like help text now, too, because it's like fully the 2000s and like now games hold your hand through everything so it's like oh my god the first battle with bad josh it's just like uh roar is a status changing move this is the first game in the pokemon series where they introduce the hand holding you get a walkthrough on the first battle at professor oak's lab and it's like yep we only got four options here one of them isn't even an option because you can't run i can figure out what fucking growl means versus tackle yeah i don't need your help my first battle with Bad Josh went really well. I crushed him. God, I crushed Greg like the spinnerack he is. And I got Charmander, Tom York. I got Bulbasaur. Tone Soprano. Then we headed up on Route 1. Rule stipulation on Route 1 is that there's a little bit of a fetch quest here, which is that you have to go to Viridian City. You have to pick something up for Professor Oak. Yeah. And then you have to run it back down to Pallet Town and then give it to Professor Oak and then go back up to Viridian City and you get Pokeballs then? Yes. You get Pokeballs as a reward for completing the parcel delivery. If you're playing along at home, that initial run on Route 1 before you get access to Pokeballs does not count. No. So you only start catching Pokemon once you have Pokeballs. Makes sense. And that is where I caught my Rattata. And I assume that's where you caught Emil. May he... May his soul rest in heaven eternally. Yeah. So finally you find your way back to Viridian City for real. We spend some time there. And Viridian City is the first city you arrive in. It's the one where Giovanni's gym is, but Giovanni is not currently there. I did spend some time. uh, I went over to Route 22 before I left the town, which is to the west of Viridian City. If you recall, that's where you can trigger a battle with your rival. And there's a patch of grass. It's the path out to Victory Road, right? Yeah. Yeah. I did not go far enough that I triggered a battle with Greg because I figured I would probably die. So I just didn't even bother. Yep. I went to the patch of grass because I wanted to catch a slightly more exotic Mon. And I was greeted with one, a Mankey, a fucking Mankey, which would have been excellent. That would have been cool. To have already. Level three. That would have been a cool Pokemon to have. Yeah. And you caught it. Tone Soprano was level level eight and he that's like rare too what's the appearance rate on that in route 22 it is rare yeah yeah i used a tackle and uh tone soprano was level eight and uh it was a critical hit and killed it killed killed it it. killed it so (sighs) couldn't have that one that sucks for you it's a cool pokemon it's a nice looking pokemon do you have anything more to say about mankey this gen i think they finally got the sprite right and uh 
Man, am I excited to finally say this again. It's been so long. Mankey is Joshie's sweetie. All right. Yes. Joshie's sweetie is that sweet little pig monkey, Mankey. Have you seen the sprite? Did you? You haven't encountered one, obviously. No, I didn't encounter one. I encountered a Spiro. Still sucks. No, Spiro's gross. Spiro's gross. Spiro still sucks. So, But Mankey is cute. He's got his, like limp wrist arms maybe he's a he's a friend of the he's in my community your community yeah gays brooklyn oh gays gays well you were off battling gay mankeys <laughs> i was in viridian city talking to the creepy old man who teaches you how to play pokemon the java addict did you know that in the japanese version he's a uh, drunk oh no but i i like that i like him being a drunk yeah it's the same where, like, the fishermen have, like, a cigarette drooping from their lips. Yeah. They cut it in the international version. But apparently, he's, like, a, a drunk. That's cool. And so, he doesn't remember that he's telling you how to catch Pokemon all the time. I like that. So, there's, like, very famously... This is also kind of, like, xenophobic, so it's, like, I get why they did it, but... Do you know the game Super Punch-Out for Nintendo? Yes. Well, they changed a lot of names, but there was a Russian boxer. Okay. In the Japanese version, he was called Vodka Drunsky. Vodka? Vodka Drunsky <laughs> was his name. Okay. Which is a really good name <laughs> for a character. Yeah. And I liked it. I was like, cool. I get what this dude is. He's like drunk on vodka. And I love that. They changed his name for the American release to Soda Popiansky, which is also very good. <laughs> Yeah, it's still good. <laughs> so you can't get mad at it, but like still, Vodka Dronsky and Soda Popinski are both very good. Yeah. And it reminds me of this character who they swapped out his addiction from alcohol to Java. Java. He's got to have his Java. He teaches you how to catch Pokemon. And the example Pokemon he uses is actually my You Make Me Barf Pokemon of the Week. Oh, finally. And it does feel good to kind of be back in that space and to be talking about Pokemon that make me barf. Yeah. You know him. You hate him. He's an ugly little worm, and his name is Weedle. Fucking gross. Awful. The 16-bit does Weedle no favors. No. It's arguably gotten worse. It's gotten worse because the thing about Weedle is like, in this gen, all the Pokemon sprites have gotten so full and detailed detailed and feel so good and weedle is still like six circles dumb fucking giant button nose beady eyes like just six circles uh, just spheres like stupid i hate weedle what a bad pokemon it's like that um what's that mario caterpillar oh yeah yeah also that i hate yeah i know what you mean wiggler i fucking hate wiggler and this is wiggler basically oh, wiggler's such a bad name wiggler <laughs> weedle turns into kakuna who turns into beetle is that correct yes it's sort of the the bad boy evolution counter to caterpie metapod butterfree yeah Although I think very clearly Butterfree is the superior option. Well, I didn't catch a Weedle. I did catch a Caterpie, so I'm in luck there. I hate Weedle. I think he's gross. Onward from Viridian City, Joshua, mm -hmm. there's a tiny little patch called Route 2. Blink and you miss it. That's where I caught Febby, my Pidgey. That's where I caught my Pidgey, too. It's good. 
I almost missed it. Like, I would have not known that this was all there was to Route 2. You do have to walk through it to get to the entrance to Viridian Forest. Viridian Forest, Joshua, is where I finally realized that the first Pokemon trainer I would be facing off against is Brock the Rock-type Pokemon. Brock the Rock. Johnson. Yeah. I realized what I had on my team was a Fire-type Pokemon, two Flying-type Pokemon, and a normal type Pokemon. This is what I went through in season one as well. So you apparently were able to emulate the Butterfree strategy. Yep. So I knew I was boned. I was like, shit, I got to get something on my team. So what I did was I evolved Caterpie. I got confusion. Pretty fortunate you got a fucking Caterpie on your draw. Oh, I know. So actually my strategy for Viridian Forest is like you can avoid tall grass. Yeah. Towards the end, you have to go through it. So I avoided grass the entire time thinking that my chances of getting a more interesting Pokemon, maybe even potentially a Pikachu. Oh my God. That's what I was holding out for too, man. Would be higher if I managed to squeeze through the forest and, and dodge tall grass until the very end. But the second I stepped into tall grass, a Caterpie attacked me. (laughs) Yeah. And I was just like, fuck, fine. I did encounter a Pikachu, but like obviously could not catch it. I didn't even see one. So I did catch Caterpie. I evolved it into Butterfree, got that confusion, saved my life in Pewter City. That's the move. And then the only other thing I have to say about Viridian is like, it's brutal. Like the Weedles all have Poison Sting. Poison Sting doesn't always poison you, but it poisons you enough to be annoying. Yeah. And poison in this game is just like, God, it's gonna so, be so bad. Tough. Cause like, it's going to be so bad for us. You have to run back to a Poké Center to heal. And if your Pokemon passes out on the way, you're just toast. And I had bought three antidotes and I went through them. And at one point I had to go all the way back to fucking Viridian. Me too. Pidgey was down to three hit points, by the way. I almost lost Febby as well. Jesus. There's very little money to come across so far in the game. Oh, yeah, I got like two grand. That's it. So I've spent it all on antidotes. hundred bucks each. And went through them. Like, it was it was brutal. This is a brutal, brutal little leg. But I got through Viridian. I did get through it. I encountered the one Pokemon that uh, could have caught was a Weedle, level three. Yep. Killed it. Yeah, I didn't learn my lesson. And I used Tackle on it, and it died. Why didn't you, you have a fucking, oh, Pidgey would have been just as bad. Yeah, Pidgey would have killed it also. Uh, I should have used Leech Seed if I was really desperate. But to be honest, I was like, I don't really want a fucking Beedrill. I don't really want to waste my time with this line at all. Well, Joshua, you only have 50 Pokemon available to you. I don't think Not anymore. beggars can be choosers at this w- point. What do I have left? Like 48. <laughs> You're down to 48. I killed the Weedle. Um, let me tell you the other thing that fucking killed in Viridian Forest. The soundtrack. Oh, yeah. The remix fucking rips, man. With the, like, bongo drums. That's the other thing about the new games is, like, there's more room on the cartridge for music, and they've just, like... It's so good. They've, like, amped up all these classic tracks. Even when I was watching a show or doing whatever, I was putting that uh, headphone adapter to good use. I always had at least one headphone in so that I could hear the tracks because they slap. Yeah, they're really good. And I got out of there. Through Viridian Forest we went. We found our way to Pewter City to take on Brock. Yeah. There's a lot to do in Pewter City. 
Just a bit. There's like a guy who teaches you about setting things to the select button. Yes. They have a couple of tutorials there. There's a lot of signs that tell you stuff to do. There's also the museum. I did spend some time at the museum. Did you spend $50 to go in there? Support the arts? I did. I felt like I had to because I tried to leave. You know me, right? Yeah, but you know you can't leave. You know I like to play ahead a little bit to explore the route before I hit the gym. So I tried to head east out of town and someone stopped me and they're like, hey, have you explored everything Pewter City has to offer? And he dragged me around Pewter City. He's like this fucking like tour guide. Yeah, he's like, here's the gym where you can battle Brock, and here's the museum. You should go check it out. I was like, fine. So I went and checked out the museum, and whatever. It was the museum. I thought the museum was worth the $50 this time. I don't think it was worth $50 in Gen 1, but you get to see the space shuttle. I don't have $50 to spare, and Josh. you get to see um, skeletons of Aerodactyl and Kabutops. Yeah, it's it's definitely better than it was in Gen 1, but it's, you know, there's nothing to do there. No, there's nothing no. to do. Don't get me wrong. So then you have to pick your two Pokemon. Joshua, that was an easy choice for you. <laughs> I had two. The two Pokemon you had. <laughs> I went into the battle. How did you make your decision? Yeah. Well, so I knew that Charmander was going to be useless. Yes. I knew that Spearow and Pidgey were going to be useless. Yeah. So I chose the Butterfree, obviously, because it had confusion. That's all you need, probably. It's all I needed, yeah. I yeah. chose, I brought Rattata too, but I pretty much just used Butterfree. Yeah. Brock has one crony. All he had was a Geodude, or a Sandshrew. Yeah, pretty easily dispatched. Who cares? Then it's Brock, who has two Pokemon, one Geodude. Geodude's level 12. One Onyx. Onyx is level 14. Yeah. So I just blasted him with confusions, and I, I did have a few potions that I fed to Butterfree to get through the fight, and I beat Brock. I know, I'm not going to lie. It wasn't easy. <laughs> yeah. I mean, confusion is just effective, so you could have run into some trouble. I started with Rattata because I thought maybe I could level a little, and that is such a risky maneuver in this game. We can't do that anymore. The swap out leveling is so difficult in this game because A, if anyone lands a lucky punch on your weak Pokemon, they're just dead. B, when you swap out your other Pokemon, so like let's say Rattata does survive, when you swap out for Butterfree, Butterfree's gonna take a hit, you know, just automatically. And that sucks now. Yeah. So I did go into the fight with Rattata at the start of the lineup, and then Rattata took a big hit. And then Butterfree took a big hit when I swapped in Butterfree. And I was like, oh, shit. Am I going to lose these two Pokemon and lose to Brock? But luckily, I Butterfree came in, did the confusions, and we made it made it through unscathed. We're very... Or actually, fairly scathed, but successful. <laughs> fairly scathed. <laughs> We're very fortunate that uh, one of the changes that they did make for this update is that items can be held by Pokemon. So experience share a pokemon podcast experience share the item will be able to be held by our pokemon when we fucking get to it if we get to it oh i i mean look at me i'm in dire straits already i know you're in rough shape although let me tell you fucking something brock and his crony was a joke well you got a fucking bulbasaur of course they were tone soprano already had vine whip it was a one-hit ko on everyone i will remind you that the next gym is misty and that's gonna be a one-hit ko also oh right yeah, you don't, you've got smooth sailing for a while. Bulbasaur is the easiest one. 
in this gen. Yeah, you're good. Which is why I usually don't pick Bulbasaur. I am fucked next gym. I gotta catch some Mon. You're gonna be in trouble. Well, you already have five. I already have five. Let me see. Um, yeah, wait. we're gonna have Root. Um, it's Root three, Mount Moon, and Root four. Is that it? God, that's it. Oh my God, that's it. So we can only catch three Pokemon on the next leg. Oh my God. Oh my God. <laughs> wait, this can really like snowball in a bad way if you have Pokemon that get killed early on, like me that's it have, that's it we have root three root four mount moon uh, do we have and a the panic? fossils which don't we count we didn't make a button about like panic we didn't we didn't have like a rule about a panic button no panic button josh you go back to the last gym <laughs> oh, shit yeah but like what if my whole foundation of my team is like fucked yeah. like for forever basically yeah yeah josh <laughs> no you should have thought about that i got through this entire leg without losing a single pokemon josh i've had dreams in the past few days about me catching that mankey i was like god having a fucking primate eventually would be so fun yeah josh oh my god god you're so fucking hosed yeah i'm in a bad uh, situation you're so hosed joshua anyway we both beat brock gym number one onward join us next week bug catchers when we head through apparently just three short more routes <laughs> and three more catchable pokemon on our way to cerulean city where we will face off with gym leader misty it would be fun if one of us gets a jigglypuff or a clefairy that would be fun definitely both getting zubats <laughs> yeah this is <laughs> hey I'll take a Zubat. Experience your Pokemon podcast. We are doing Nuzlocke Run. Please play along with us if you want to. Also, please do rate and review the show on Apple Podcasts. Follow it on Stitcher, Spotify, everywhere you follow podcasts. Recommend it to a friend. Tell them it's your favorite podcast in the world. Tweet about it. Do all the things that you do for podcasts that you love. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at expsharepod you give us a tweet give us a instagram post and then dm us we'll give you send you some stickers and like we're not going to be assholes if you just want a sticker i'm essentially fully moved in now so i can start sending stickers again so if you're wanting a sticker we've i've got tons and i'm happy to send them out and i've got also in international stamps so you don't even have to worry if you're from a non-american country and check out our subreddit reddit.com slash r slash bug catchers joshua tanner thank you for joining me tonight okay on this random saturday night which is not usually when we record thank you for joining me bug catchers thank you for joining us my name has been char tander aka tanner Greenring. i'm joined as always by my co-host fieji fieji that was good okay aka joshua fielstad josh bug catchers goodbye smell you later